welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. We're, we're best, best friends. friends. <laughs> we can be your best friends. Mm-hmm. And we're best friends talking about Friends. Yep. Our favorite TV show. Last time we talked about episode one, which is the pilot. Rachel shows up after running out on her wedding. We found out Ross is getting divorced, kind of all this stuff. And now this episode opens up with Carol and Ross. Carol is Ross's ex-wife who we just found out is a lesbian and therefore they're divorcing. Yeah. But she kind of drops a bomb on him and tells him that she's pregnant. Shows up at his place of business. Yes. All casual. All casual. I guess like, I don't know, did they do that back in the day before there was cell phones? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, did they have email at the time? Not really. Yeah, I I guess they did email. I mean, I appreciate her coming to him face to face. I think that's important. It could important. have been like, maybe we should talk after work. Why don't you come over? Yes. He's like in the middle of curating a uh, caveman. But yeah, so this Carol that shows up though, we literally never see her again after this episode. And Is that right? Like, this is the only time it's that Carol? Yeah, it's the only time it's that Carol. After this, it's a totally different Carol. Do you think? Okay. Because I feel like I've looked into this before and they were like, oh, the other Carol was like getting too busy doing other projects. Do you think she regrets it? I mean, I would if I were her because I've literally never seen Carol A ever again. This we'll call it Carol A. I was thinking that too. I was like, was she doing other projects? Because what were they? Like, it's not like Carol B is like a, you know, every episode star, but she's definitely like recognizing character. She's recurring. That's it. And so I do, I would like to know. So Carol A, if you're out there, like write to us and just tell us like what you're up to and if you regret it. Yeah, that would be good to know. I feel like she has to. We just want to check in with you, girl. Yeah. So once he finds out that he's having a baby with his ex-wife and her lesbian lover, they go later on in the episode, like they go to the doctor's appointment to hear the heartbeat and everything. And they're talking about what to name the baby. And it always really bothers me that Carol and Susan, her lover, have made all these decisions and they're treating Ross like a third party, like he was a sperm donor or something. Yeah, that's really unfair. It's really unfair. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a one night stand. Like they were married for seven years. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. That's his firstborn that he was like expecting to be able to raise like a son. Yeah. And they treat him like he's the outsider when really, like not that <laughs> not that I think Susan should be totally cast out, but She's the outsider here. Like, she's the one who just showed up. You, like, just showed up. Like, how long has this affair been going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But if they decided as a lesbian couple they were going to have a baby, they would have had to, like, really do a lot of work to make that happen. And she's just very lucky that now she will have a kid in her life, I think. But it also seems like, how solid is their relationship? Because right. I was thinking, like, are you guys committed to one another? Because for all we know, she's new on the scene. Like, yes, you're like assuming second motherhood here and it's like do you guys know each other's like favorite foods yet like how long have you been together yeah and I mean obviously Ross and Carol have been intimate in the last four to eight weeks yeah that's a really good point just they finding ever, out that she's pregnant do they, ever address that? they don't Interesting. Um, except for in one guess- episode much later on Ross says something along the lines of, we had a lot, Carol and I had a lot of good times before she became a lesbian and once after. Right. So maybe they had like a last hurrah. Well, 
Well, they, they were still living together, That's right? Because in the first episode, she just moves out. Yeah. So I guess like, they are still living together. You'd have to imagine they're not even divorced yet. Yeah. So obviously so. something happened. But yeah, it always really bothered me that that Susan is like acting like this is her kid. Not that saying she should be totally excluded, but she's like basically trying Definitely to exclude not. Ross. And- He's not like a deadbeat drug addict. Right. I also – I don't know. I don't love – I mean, I guess he's nervous, but Ross is, like, kind of a lot in this scene where he's, like, leaning on the thing and knocks it over and he's, like, playing with the forceps. Well, that too. Oh, this whole oh, no. episode, he's, like, a little too, like – I know his physical comedy is kind of one of his things, but I'm just not into it. Do you know what's funny is that, that I was actually, like, cringing a little bit waiting for it to come up when she tells him and they're in the display – and he like poses like the yes, yes it's so funky and unnatural and I'm not look David Trimmer that's not on you I just don't think it was a I think it was a it was too much of a stretch agreed I'm not saying it's on the writers I'm just saying it was you know in retrospect it's one of those things it's like meh, that didn't really fit yeah not their best work yeah I don't love this episode really yeah yeah it's not one of my so favorites. do you want to want to talk about your theory which one with this episode. Oh, so I do have a really interesting theory. Um, I've never heard this before. So this is like this, like buckle in. This is interesting. So I think originally they filmed episodes one, two, and three. Sorry, episodes one, three, and four. Maybe further on. I'm not sure. As the first few episodes, and then they once they got picked up. They decided to add the baby plot line in um, because if you pay attention to Rachel's hair specifically, obviously Jennifer Aniston's hair is a big thing through this whole show. It's like the seventh friend. It is. That is actually a great point. It is basically the seventh friend. So in the pilot, she kind of has this like wavy, um, I'm not going to say frizzy, but there's a lot more volume going on. Each waves. Before that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the second episode, she has a little more of the Rachel going on. Like it's a little more – looks like it was blown out, maybe flat ironed or curled or, you know, curling iron. Yeah. But then you go back to episode three and her hair is wavy again. It's very strange. So you think they filmed one – oh, so even, even in three the hair goes back. You know, so you I think can't remember one. three now. But I know so four. Four? Yeah. Four at least. So she had- your theory is that episode, at least episode two, maybe episode three, mm-hmm. were both filmed. After they were picked up. And they decided after. to put them in out of border. Because in episode four, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. But in episode four. I actually think in episode two, they don't mention any babies or anything. This is episode two. Sorry, in episode three, I don't think they Yeah, I don't think they do. And so, um, you know, Ross talks about Carol, but he never says anything about the baby. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, we'll have to to save that because you're right. That is a whole other thing. Okay, so we're thinking episode two is actually filmed after the fact and then slotted Mm -hmm. back in to, like, spice up the plot line. Yeah, which kind of makes sense because if they were going to have Carol have this baby in season one, obviously they don't know if they have a season two yet. Um, she needs to be pregnant for the majority of the season for it to make sense. We're not going to find out, you know, see episode 10 that she's pregnant. She's baby in episode 18. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it is really interesting. 
but yeah good find i do think find it's a, it was a really interesting choice on their part to throw the baby in there because of, as the way it plays out it kind of adds to the plot long term but not in as big of a way as i think it seems like it will to an elaborate well you know, throughout the show, like Ben is there, but he doesn't like, as far as we see as the viewers, he doesn't change Ross's life as much as. That's it. Yeah, he's really not inconveniencing Ross's Ross's timeline, no. is he? But it seems like it really will. Um, and maybe that's just because they needed something. They needed like the big, like a big event or mm-hmm. something, didn't they? Yeah, but it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't love the pregnancy plot line, but it's here. It's with us. It stays. I've got to say. I think it was my friend Jen who said, like, I never like episodes of TV where people give birth. Mm. And and then I kind of was like, do you know what? Yeah, like, it's awkward. It is. The, we're not, I'm getting ahead of us. But, like, I, I'm with you on the whole pregnancy plot line. Like, it's, it's – I don't love the idea, but that's okay. They've done it. Um, yeah, so alongside that, Ross has a big part in this episode. Because Monica and Ross's parents come over to Monica's house for dinner. And we see her, like, freaking out trying to get the house ready. And she's, like, fluffing every single pillow. And Phoebe's like, why are you refluffing that pillow? Um, And we find out that her parents are hard on her. And her parents, I mean, when they get there, her mother is so rude. It's also too much. Kind of like Ross's body language, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if this actress was like this is over the top but I mean it's comedy and whatever so it's fine but like I just I hope no mother treats their daughter like that Mm -hmm. it's I hope that that's not I hope that that is just hyperbole and not a shred Mm -hmm. you know what I mean true because it's so mean like at one point Monica says something about Ross being the prince, apparently they had some sort of ceremony before she was born or something like that. So he's obviously the favorite. And so when her parents are there, she's trying to get him to tell them why him and Carol broke up and that she's pregnant with his baby to take some of the heat off her. Yeah, and make it take him off his pedestal a little bit. Um, I feel like this is an appropriate time to say that we have really wonderful families. And so we would just like to shout out our great mothers and fathers and sisters. Yes, we both have mothers, fathers, and sisters and nieces. And I have nephews, but you don't have any of those. No, you've got nieces and nephews. I've got nieces. They're all just the greatest. They are really great. The greatest. To the point where I'm kind of, I've told my sister this, like, Look, I don't know that I should have my own kids because they're not going to hold a candle to how cool your kids are. Yeah, your sister's kids are cool. They're really cool. They're really cool kids. Yeah, our parents are really great. And there's no way our moms would ever act like that. Ever. No. It's really Look, horrible. Okay. Like, we, we've both had, like, our fair share of, like, your typical arguments you have with moms, like, being daughters and, and growing up. And my mom is quite strict and definitely was quite strict growing up and... I would say overbearing. Sorry, love you, mom. But <laughs> like she was never condescending in that way and like making me feel insecure and not good no. enough. Neither of my parents ever. Neither of your no. parents ever. Like in fact, I think my my dad gave me way too much confidence. <laughs> How so? I don't know. He just always believed in me so much. What did Bobby do? Um, he just always believed in me so much. And not that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's like some people who like 
I don't think I'm disillusioned with my talents. I'll say that. But I've always been very sure of myself, which I guess is a good thing. But I think that's good then. I think that's the right amount. Because he wasn't like, sure, Renee, like, go join the NBA. You're, <laughs> You're really tall. Great. You should do that. <laughs> You're probably qualified. Yeah. It's also a good time to mention I'm very short, but I think I'm tall. Part of the overconfidence. Yeah. Ashley's a solid four to five inches taller than me. And if I even put on like a sandal with a half an inch heel, I'm like, we're basically the same height now, right? Even if you're not wearing shoes, you still think we're the same height. It's never true. I mean, your hair is pretty tall, but you still don't hold a candle to me. But your hair is also tall. I know. (laughs) So you, it's, it doesn't help me at all. No, it doesn't. It's, it's complete. It's that I would say that that is your only body dysmorphia. It's true. <laughs> I think I'm much taller yeah. than I am sometimes until I see a photo. I'm like, wow, I'm really down there. I have little midget photos. Oh, we just have so much good stuff to talk about, you guys. I just, I just started thinking. I just, every time Renee and I talk, it brings up these hilarious memories that I just feel like are so relatable and funny. And I can't wait to roll well, them why don't you because share one? they're, well, it has nothing to do with this episode. So we'll get back okay. on track, but well. <laughs> I was thinking it'll, it'll be, I'll just, I'll tease it. Dance team, just so many funny mm. dance team and a couple in specific. So we'll get there. Also, I'll tease the fact that I have a ton of embarrassing stories. So many <sighs> embarrassing stories, but the good news is, is that I'm, I'm unfazed by them. I'm not really that embarrassed by any of them. There's the overconfidence once again. And Ashley has almost no embarrassing stories. She tried to say she had an embarrassing story. And essentially, I could equate it to being like, well, someone asked me for a piece of gum and I didn't have any. So it was really embarrassing. Like an average Tuesday. And I was like, it's not embarrassing enough. Try again. But embarrassing is relative. And so if I don't have the same level of embarrassing stories as you, then those are actually very embarrassing for me. No, it's not relative. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. You're wrong. Um, but. No, hold on, hold on. I'm with you on the fact that um, I do. I really appreciate that your embarrassing stories do not hold you back. And. I would also say that I probably do, I should probably be more embarrassed by certain things I've done, but it's hard for me to even remember them as because I just get over it. Yeah. Like Renee and I were tragic in middle school, like tried like braces, glasses, frizzy hair. Just kidding. It was really bad. I am <laughs> I'm literally describing it. Like, okay, I guess you didn't have braces, but... I did have braces. I didn't have glasses. Oh, you didn't have glasses. Sorry. Right, right, right. But I had frizzy hair for sure. We were not cute. We were not popular. Like, we did we did not dress well. Nobody we dressed well. She's not. making us seem a lot worse than we were. We weren't not popular. We weren't that horrible looking. There were worse looking people out there. Well, look, we weren't like, we weren't like the two smelly kids in the corner, but I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, we were just so... Like we didn't think highly of ourselves, but like we were happy with who we were. We were happy with our friendship with one another. And so I think that also lent to our confidence. And so like, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't popular. Like we weren't unpopular, but we weren't like the cool kids. Do you know what I mean? We're totally fine with that. And like, 
we were still had a great time and, and loved like, I, okay. So Renee and I are like the only two humans on earth. I'm pretty sure who actually enjoyed middle school. Except for the other people we went to middle school with. I think most of us liked it. That's probably a fair estimate. So if you're out there, write into us. Tell us. What's our email address, Renee? Bestfriendsclubpodcast at gmail.com. Bestfriendsclubpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe put it in your contacts so you don't have to write that out every time. But write to us and let us know. Like, did you like middle school? Yes, no. How? Like, share share your embarrassing stories because who doesn't yeah. want that? And, we would and love if you to went to middle school with us, tell us if you also liked middle school or if we were just living in our own little bubble. Because that's possible. Yeah. Please do. Give us your outsider, like, no, like, obviously you're an insider, but you know what I mean? Like, outside of the two of us, give us yeah. your your input. Because it would be great to hear if we were just completely misguided. Like, I read somewhere, look, this is not the situation for us, but I remember reading somewhere that um, Zac Efron tries to claim that he was, like, nerdy and unpopular in high school oh my gosh and, that, and that's why he's like so relatable so relatable and everybody that went to his high school was like you were in an episode of er <laughs> like everybody thought you were like hot and popular so like i don't know what you're well, on about zach efron is so, hot so who wouldn't think he was hot in high yeah. school so either like that's either like false modesty or maybe like maybe that just goes to show that people are actually quite critical and down on themselves that's true. and we should just should all have more confidence like Renee. That's right. Do all sorts of embarrassing stuff and just think you're tall anyway. Just get it's on working with your for me because you know what? It's working. It works. Be it's fine. fine. Embarrassment doesn't everybody gets embarrassed all the time, every day. There's nothing to take personally. Yeah. About it. And I've equated most of my embarrassing moments to just they I feel like they're hilarious. They are. So that's what I was gonna say as well. We're also really lucky that we grew up in a time where there weren't cell phones, really. Cell phones came out when we were in middle school or maybe even like the, like fifth grade, but they didn't have cameras on them. There was no social media. Well, I mean, think about Rachel. So, like, if she would have like run out on her wedding now, someone probably would have been like on an Instagram live. It would have been Snapchatted. It would have yeah. been Snapchatted yeah, for Facebook, sure. Facebook live by Aunt, Aunt Jam. Yeah, it's true. Or whoever. Yeah, you're right. So, so speaking of Rachel and her wedding, she has to go return her engagement ring. What do you think about that? Is that, I mean, I feel like, is it like, is she doing it for her as in like, a, I don't like I'm, this is no longer in my life. So like, it's yours to have back. Like, I'm not going to pawn it for money. Well, Cause she's quite poor. I think the unspoken rule is basically if the, if the girl cancels the wedding, she needs to give the ring back. But if the guy cancels it, she gets to keep it. That's kind of like okay. what I've heard, which I feel like okay. is kind of fair because he gave it as a gift. And if basically you're not accepting his gift of asking you to marry him, asking him to marry yeah. you, then you really should give it back. But if he like throws off the wedding on you, I don't really think you have to give it back. But you might want to because you may not want it. So it's probably yeah, – up to you because I feel like when point. she goes in to give it back to him she's like trying to be really sweet you know and be like this is my fault I really apologize da, 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 da. and he's like very chill about it and right. because we learned yes. that he has like already moved on slash pretty sure had been cheating on her to begin with, with her best with friend Mindy best friend Mindy best friend and maid of honor Mindy and they went on their honeymoon together, which uh, foreshadowing. Yes. Just going to say foreshadowing. Oh, 
What? Thank you, middle high school language arts teacher, for teaching me about foreshadowing that I can now see in this fine piece of literature. Yes, but I just have to say that how could you ever be friends with somebody who would do that to you? Um, look, again, I think that you and I are very lucky to have each other. Oh my gosh. You go on my honeymoon with Matt. <laughs> to Mexico. Look, the guacamole did sound really good. It was amazing. But I think Renee and I's friendship works out so well in part because we don't like the same guys. I think like girls, women out there listening, I think that's like part of it. Like find you a friend who doesn't like the same guys as you. And then like all that drama is cut out. Yeah. That did help. I think there's only one person we both had crushes on, and I'm pretty sure it was at different times, and he works at the Hyatt now, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're not laughing at people that work at the Hyatt. We're laughing about the specific instance. Can we say his first name or should we not? We'll we'll spare him, I think. Okay. If you know who you are, we both had huge crushes on you in middle school. For sure knew that. At least knew that I did because once again with the overconfidence, I'm pretty sure I just told him. Didn't you make out with him? I did. But that doesn't really narrow anything down now, does it? No. That could be anyone. <laughs> could be anyone. Oh. It makes me sound a lot worse than I am, guys. Just Kissing was really popular at our middle school. Just lay off, okay? It was also – it was very popular for me. It was very popular for Renee. I was actually explaining this, Renee, to um, – my roommate here on our hike this weekend. And I was like, Renee had this slutty streak in middle school, but I was like, but not real slutty, just like middle school slutty. And so like, we thought she was being slutty, but like looking back, it's like, well, whatever. But, but that was because, I mean, you've, you know why that is. And you've admitted to that. I don't remember admitting to anything. Oh, and you're just saying it was like a way to get guys to like you. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It didn't work guys, by the way. (laughs) So it don't didn't try work it. most of the time. All of you don't try it. Learn from my mistakes. Young adults out there, it didn't work. Don't be middle school slutty. Don't, yeah, you know, just. I mean, yeah, don't be middle school slutty. If you want to make out like, with someone, go for it. But don't expect like, anything in return. I feel like, oh, there is also, okay, so we should mention this. There is also one guy who tried to date both of us. And so this was in ninth grade. We were like, what, 14. This guy that went to our church, he and I went out. For what, like two months? I don't know how long are. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. And then he broke up with me by saying that he actually had feelings for Renee and wanted to date her and felt bad, but had a feeling something like this was going to happen. And whichever one of us he dated first, he was going to want to date the other one, which to me sounds like probably like you have a problem, sir. But whatever. Um, so he broke up with me. And then because Renee is the shining human that she is, she did not go out with him. Guys, I still remember he, he was older than us and he could drive and he had a car and we had all done something as a group. And he was driving and Ashley was in the front seat and I was in the back seat. And he kept making awkward eye contact with me in the rearview mirror. And I was thinking, please don't do this. Please oh, don't God. do this. This is the most uncomfortable thing in the entire Dude. world. You are my best friend's boyfriend. I choose her always. Don't look at me. <laughs> good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> good day. Also, I mean, and this will come up again and again. Just to be clear, if anyone ever tells one of us a secret, 
and expects the other one not to know unless there's a good reason like a surprise party or like an engagement or something yeah that's it don't tell me a secret about ashley that you think i'm not going to tell her what did he just think he was just going to date me and she was never going to find out (laughs) or that i was just going to be like oh you broke up with ashley perfect time for me to swing in Ugh, gross told me that he I guess that's him. true. I guess to be yeah. fair, at least he had the decency to tell you. Um, I feel like we don't need to give him like too much credit, but yeah, I'm you're just right. saying he could have been shady about it, but he was honest, yeah. and I respect that. Thanks for being honest. Thanks for being an honest jerk. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. no, I really, I really yeah. do think there's a difference between people who just like act like things happen to them and that it's not their fault. He at least could own yeah. up to what he was feeling and whether it was wrong or right. He, at least he was honest about it. I think that is. Very way better because we will okay we'll give you accolades for that then yeah you get one point out of a hundred but renee gets all the points for being like obvious enough and he was cute like you totally i mean you could have dated him if you wanted to do you know what i mean like like renee could have been like well sorry it didn't work out with you guys whatever but she didn't because she's again a shining star of a human you know what? i just realized this happened to me twice what one of kim's boyfriends our friend kim who is the most beautiful person like on planet. Like, um, if I showed you a like, picture of her, you guys would all be in love with her. I'm telling you. Like inexplicably gorgeous. So beautiful. Yeah. And this guy, always they broke up and then he was like trying to make out with me the next day. And I was like, dude, Kim's my that best friend. So like, gross. what is your deal? You're going to tell me who it was. Cause I think I know, you know. but I'm, I'm between two people. Well, it was, we'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about <laughs> offline. But yeah. So anyway, moral of the story is don't be friends with the Mindy. Be friends with a Renee. No, don't be because I won't Renee. date your ex. It's not cool. It's not cool. Renee is cool. Yeah, I um, I just feel like there are a lot of horrible, a lot of unhealthy friendships. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more, you know, give, letting you peek under the curtain or whatever phrases that I'm not getting Be- behind the um, curtain. I think is what it is, not under the curtain. You don't lift. You don't lift up the curtain. Like pull it to the side. Yeah, peek under the hood, I think, is where I was going. But I was going to say covers, and I was like, nah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. not, we're not there yet. Once again, love you guys, but get oh, out of my covers. Anyway. <laughs> covers are tucked right up under the chin. Um, so we, in our senior year of college, we lived in a house with six girls. So it was like six of us best friends. And there was another who lived off campus. She didn't live with us. But we all lived together in this house um, this three bedroom house, it was not a big house. We were definitely like on top of each other. In fact, speaking of our covers, <laughs> we all shared beds because that was just how the house was set up was just a bunch of queen size beds. And so we were the three of them and we were like, that's fine with us. We're all best friends. And we, I mean, other than there was like two girls that I think liked the same guy, but it was never actually a problem. No, no, no. Sorry. One guy liked, it was like a love triangle. But the girls are still like the best of friends. So it never actually. So I, I think like all six of us just never really went after the same guys. We were just really lucky with amazing friendships and great women. Agreed. I mean, I think that like, if you, I don't know. There's special <laughs> circumstances for everything. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I feel like if you went on like one date with someone and like five years later, he and I crossed paths we started dating I feel like that's really different like when time passes or it wasn't serious but when someone has like the label of boyfriend and girlfriend that changes things it's also like 
it is tricky when you're all in those like formative years, you're not fully secure in yourself. You're mm-hmm. still like figuring it out and getting your feet underneath you. And so I do think that it's like a lot more easy to be sensitive and take things personally and get hurt by stuff where it's kind of like, actually that's fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not a reflection on me as a person. Well, and also if I would have dated that same person that you had dated yeah. shortly after, I mean, we did everything together. So you would have had to come hang out with yeah. us him being my yeah, boyfriend it would have now, it just would have been so weird. I don't know that you and I would still be. I don't think like, we I don't would. Know that and not even it. because like we would have been, ang- you would have been that angry at me, but it just would have been weird. Like it wouldn't have been enjoyable. It, just, it would have splintered our it paths would've. just because it would have been like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. I don't want to hang around you guys. Yeah. It wouldn't have been good. Was he my first boyfriend? I think so. Oh, no. No, 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 he wasn't. But he was one of my first. And so. I think he was your I first think- like. One who like actually took you out on dates and it was like a thing, not just like a boyfriend you saw at school. It was the first one my parents knew about, let's say that. Yeah. Because there was somebody else I dated freshman year and we did go out. Oh my gosh, I forgot about him. Yeah. So anyway, so, but this guy, because he was one of my first, he was definitely like my family knew his family and loved him and loved them and all that. And so like, even though it was like, what, two months, like we said, like I was hurt by it. And so, and I did feel very like rejected and hurt. And so I think, yeah, had you guys gone out, which again, you would have been fully within your rights to do. I think that it would have just been a bit awkward and I probably would have, um, it's just, I, you're right. I just wouldn't have wanted to spend as much time with you guys. And so it would have been difficult. Yeah. So I'm glad we didn't have to worry about that alternate reality. Yeah. And I really preferred to be the third wheel in these situations. It just made my life easier. Speaking of that. So the boyfriend that we were just talking about, the one that I dated at the beginning of freshman year, he's the one I went to homecoming with. I never actually, he was a sophomore. So he was a year older. I never actually went out on a date with him because every time, well, I mean, we went out, but like every time he would ask me out, I would be like, Oh, hold on. Let me see if Renee's free then. <laughs> so really these guys, when they thought when, like we, when, you know, it was a twofer. I don't know why one of them would think that they wanted to date the other one because they were basically dating the other one already. Basically, maybe he just like wanted permission to start kissing you. And like, that was, the I situation. mean, can you blame him? Like, practically no. <laughs> no i'm really glad i'm really glad we didn't go to, i don't even remember i don't even think i considered dating him oh, well you're a sweetheart weird weird anyway, anyway so that's it i feel like i feel like that's a pretty good synopsis is there anything else in that episode that we want to no that's the main talk that's any, the main thing i hope that you're finding these stories as funny as we do. And we would love to hear yours as well. So if you want to write into us. Yeah. Did you ever date your ex? That was your, your, sorry. Did you ever date your best friend's ex? I'd love to hear it work out. Cause I'm sure it has. Are you guys fine with it? Are you sure? Like, is she actually okay with it? Like, tell us just, just, we'd love to hear about it. So best friends club podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't put it in your contact list by now, actually, I don't even think that's a thing. I feel like when you start, yeah, I was like, what contact you, list are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about Outlook. You looking at your file of facts? <laughs> I think I left it in conference room B. Conference room B. It's one of our favorite so, friends quotes, guys. Look yeah, you're for it. Look for it in 120 episodes because it's in season five. It's, oh, it's in Vegas. So it's a while. Anyway, um, that's us. That's the one with the sonogram at the end. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll, 
be very excited to keep things rolling and share all of the great frenziness of the next one. Yeah, next time we're talking about the one with the thumb. Ooh, and that's the one that has um I I actually might try to make you guess it, but I don't want you to go back and rewatch it. Um, well, I guess you can. There is one of the extras is like a present day character in a great show. And so I'll, oh. yeah, yeah. So we'll see if you can get it. Okay. I don't know if I know who it is. I'll have to think really hard. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Okay. Adios. Bye. Bye.